Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Adventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Where Felix stole my meat cute. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I'm happily married. I don't want the meat cute. I want the meat cute. <laughs> well, you didn't make the perception check to I see the crossbow. I only rolled like two lower than her. I'm so yeah, upset. That was, that was very <laughs> close. <laughs> if she had been thinking, she would have been like, Gwen, jump in front of him now. <laughs> I don't think there was time. <laughs> yeah, instead of her diving, she just grabs Gwen and just bodily throws her. Be a wingman. A wingwoman. Could have anime throwed you, but I don't think that would have worked. A wing gal. Which one of us is the honeypot here is my question. Probably the oh, 20 million charisma over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably. It's just a 20. It's not 20 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the modifier on that would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> I could convince everyone of everything with that yeah. modifier. True. <laughs> I think technically speaking, the modifier on that would be 9,999,995. I don't even I'm just like, the sky's purple and everyone believes me. <laughs> I, don't even ha- I don't even have a rank in anything. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure I could seduce Selene at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that starts your own religion. She'll tell me right I'm there. the god of love. <laughs> but yeah, welcome back, everyone, to the continued exploits of the Knights of Summer. When last we left our heroes, the party had left the city of Opara, had made their way to Merritt County, and were attending the Tanager Jubilee, uh, which is a celebration, of course, of the founding of this uh, this impressive structure, the Palace of Birdsong, by the Stavian line, being that it was once part of the Stavians, technically barony, actually, and then it was, they were in control of the county and became counts, and then eventually became the royal family. However, you've come here to hopefully uh, oust the current, uh, not necessarily squatters, but the stewards that are refusing to leave uh, I mean, in I the form of the low feed. squatters, though. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, technically, though, we have not delivered an eviction notice, right? Okay. So it's not like we've actually told them we want to take the Birdsong Palace Back. No, we had explicit instructions not to do yeah, that. We're so just being he friendly. technically doesn't know that's what we're trying to do. No, again, you, you you've come here to infiltrate, as it were, considering that Eutropia had already requested the place back, had basically been told, um, no. Yeah. Lol, no. More specifically, she'd been told, well, produce the deed, and sure. But unfortunately, the deed is currently locked inside of a room protected by a hundred Ulfin guard inside of a giant <laughs> palace, so there's not really... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not easily accessible. <laughs> the options of evict this guy or break into the palace, evicting him, seem like the easier option. <laughs> there's a heist game for you. Heist <laughs> would fun, but I don't yeah. think we're the party Can for we that. we switch over to Blades in the Dark? Yes. I'd like to have a flashback where I bought every one of these open guard around earlier today. <laughs> anyway, you had arrived here. You had been enjoying the Jubilee. You've been talking to your various, uh, your host, as well as various other people here. A tournament had followed, a joust, a grand joust, as it were, which eventually ended up with uh, Oliver facing off against Baron O'Kara in the final round. Uh, Oliver, unfortunately, um, not winning against the, yeah. uh, the famed jouster and uh, retired warrior that is O'Kara. Look, if it wasn't Oliver, I'm glad it was O'Kara and not that idiot Titus. Uh, yeah, it's that's true. We should talk it's to true. him, though, because none of us have talked to him. We just have decided we hate him. I know. It's a little strange. <laughs> it's his smile. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a smarmy smile. 
Look, he gave me finger guns, okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely the showboating also is not good. He's a child. We're not impressed by showboating. We're all filthy rich. We're all old. Well, I say old. We're all our own ages. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm playing a character slightly older than myself for point of Whatever, reference. I periodically wake up going, ugh. We all wake up sore. You know, uh, sleeping didn't used to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's true. We haven't felt well rested in 10 years. That's true. Although that's 20. just a millennial malaise. So. Uh, <laughs> perpetual fatigue condition. Yeah. Mm, I suppose that's just chronic fatigue, which is literally what I think. That, I was going to say there's a disease for that. Um, so. But yeah, you had uh, you had enjoyed the joust eventually uh, with Okara emerging victor of the joust, at which Indeed. point you had gone, changed into your evening um, attire, your dinner attire, as it were, before returning back for the uh, the grand uh, Tanager Day speech, a tradition of which uh, had been interrupted as someone had attempted to assassinate your host. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Felix hurling herself forward, having made the uh, the perception check to notice just in time to rush forward, uh, tackle Lothied out of the way, although taking a bolt in the process because her reflex save wasn't that high. Successfully, again, saving... I've never uh, had a character being jealous of somebody else getting shot with a crossbow bolt, but that's where <laughs> we're at right now. That could have been me being shot with a crossbow bolt. That's <laughs> true. Tackled into the ground, at which point the party had determined that the bolt had come from a tripwire that had been set up across the staircase that he always ascends whenever he does this speech, because tradition, tradition. which had been uh, fired from underneath one of the nearby tables, and their investigation had briefly shown them that it was a uh, a well-crafted crossbow, and uh, apparently the bolt itself had had black-dyed swan f- fletching, which uh, I believe Gwen had assumed was somehow connected to the night swan. Seems likely. It's either that or it's too obvious, right? And Edgar Sam stole the crossbow bolt from me, doing mm. his job. He didn't steal it. I was going to say, how dare he do his job? <laughs> he also, while investigating, yeah, because unfortunately you guys are just, as far as everyone here is concerned, you're just a bunch of nobles. You're not adventurers or anything. There's no yeah. reason that they should be trusting you with any information pertaining towards an ongoing criminal investigation and manhunt. Yeah. <laughs> of attempted murder at the very an least. attempted murder at this point. Yeah. However, your Sam had also seemed to have retrieved a note of which he seemed to have uh, read and then tucked away. And I believe Cornelius had helped him with a little divination spell. Yeah, and he had shared none of the, the results. City. I have no idea so. if it helped or not. So who knows? Maybe he implied that it helped because he said something like interesting, which, yes. you know, which may have just been interesting because it's the first time he's had that spell cast on him. We don't know. <laughs> like a Spock. Interesting. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The noncommittal. Interesting. The bolt had been poisoned. Felix had recovered from set poisoning. Um, and Thank thanks goodness. in large part to, uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Lady Peril casting a variety of uh, spells to make certain that you were in a in good condition. And Bartleby having a uh, what was it, antitoxin on him. Yeah. Yeah, which makes me think this is not the first time, and I'm pretty sure he said that too that this was not the first time. He said he knew that the the Black Swan was or Night Swan was after him. Well, he thinks it's the Night Swan. I don't think we actually got clarification on that. Well, yeah, he or thinks it's the Night Swan. You don't necessarily know. He was surprisingly cavalier, regardless. But yeah, you then. Prepared yourselves for the Feast of the Victor. I think we left off as all of you were heading inside. Uh, mm-hmm. Gwen being briefly stopped by Sir Gersain, um, asking for the crossbow bolt back, of which she handed it over. Had a little banter. I suppose we'll kick things back off there. So, the five of you make your way, once again, into this this brilliant, this beautiful ballroom. But again, the ballroom is this massive open space, tiled in polished white and gray marble this checker pattern running around the outside of the room, the walls in this beautiful dove gray, this gold leaf everywhere, the large windows all around you now um, showing the night outside of which as the night has fallen, as the uh, the fall is here, you see the occasional 
little flickers out there of fireflies in the uh, the woods and the grounds kind of dancing around, giving it this almost uh, ethereal air to it. The uh, ceiling here vaults some 40 feet overhead, of which three chandeliers hang down, casting the entirety of the place in this beautiful light. Across the top of the ceiling, you see a magnificent fresco portraying the uh, goddess Shalin herself lounging on a cloud surrounded by her attendees, uh, watching all of you as you dance for her amusement. Venus de Milo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. Dance, dance for my amusement. <laughs> the only difference, however, from when you were previously here, and again, this is, you know, a ballroom, is that now there is a massive table that runs the entire length of the ballroom. Placed together, you're going to guess while you were outside by the various serving staff, considering that you had passed by earlier the dining room for the uh, the Palace of Birdsong, which is actually just off of the ballroom. Um, however, the dining room only has a table of only some 20 feet long, not nearly long enough to, uh, to have everyone here sit around the mm-hmm. same table. And considering that, again, in addition to yourselves and the people that you've been uh, socializing with up until this point, there are a grand total of, uh, I believe it's 44. Sorry, I'm looking at the quest log and this feast is going to be three hours. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I mean, I'm guessing there's multiple courses. <laughs> Get ready to this, talking. This is one of those moments where I talk about that I did cotillion as a kid. Uh, I've been to one of these dinners and it absolutely does take three hours. Oh my Fun. God. So it is a five course dinner, most likely. In between each of those, you will have some kind of palate cleanser. So mm-hmm. like a sorbet or something like that, that actually is supposed to cleanse your palate. And you'll also have like a billion forks and knives and spoons everywhere. <laughs> Because you've got to have like your soup course, your salad course, your, you know, your appetizer, your entree, your dessert. And these people weren't people who were in the, you know, American public school system where you hoofed everything down. <laughs> in like 20 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know if I could sit at a dinner for three hours if my life depended on it. I think I would just sag out of the chair and die. If I was eating the whole time, in. maybe. You're not eating <laughs> Some... the whole time. You are, you were eating really small little courses uh-huh. and then socializing. Yeah, That's... it's very much an American thing because in Europe, like dinner is meant to last a few hours. Like when you oh go out gosh. for dinner, like you're there because you're, you're social and you're chatting like yeah but they, you they eat and then you go you back to the house and you watch youtube videos with your friends and that's when you socialize <laughs> again <laughs> that's the american way <laughs> everybody in europe is like wait you do <laughs> pro tip you can be comfortable in your own house <laughs> but anyway again so this table is large enough to fit 20 people at a side um running the wow. length of this ballroom as all of you make your way in uh, place cards have been already arranged Um, for each of your seating locations. However, as you enter, you find with um, maybe some surprise Hmm. that all of you are set up towards the head of the table. Oh. Oh. Well, he did put us in the palace. Well, I think we got upgraded after you took a bolt for our host. Yeah, (laughs) they might have quickly gone in there and updated. Yeah, maybe they did, but... (laughs) But... I suppose stepping forward and and finding your assorted seats before uh, settling yourself in. The head of the table, of course, has Bartleby. However, the head of the table is some almost 10 feet wide. Um, this table oh, is God. like massive wow. in size. Wow. Okay. This is intended for a gigantic banquet. Or an actual apocalypse game of 40K. Yeah, yeah. technically speaking, it's eight feet wide. That's oh, so geez. that you have plenty of room for all the, the forks and spoons and stuff and a centerpiece yeah. all along mm. it. And uh, a the centerpiece. end of this table design for the, the heads of the house, ruling the house to sit together. Although Bartleby, as you know, um, is single. However, mm. due to the fact that... Uh, this is the Feast of the Victor. The Victor does get to sit next to the Seneschal, mm. the steward of the Palace of Birdsong. 
Felix is actually set immediately to the left of where uh, Bartleby is, being mm. that she is the newest addition as far as the uh, everyone else Gwen here is concerned. Going staring daggers at Okara I was probably and there first, though, not because of the bolt, but because I'm the new mayor. It <laughs> doesn't stop Gwen from staring daggers. No, no, she doesn't stare daggers. She's just a little jealous. She knows Felix is married. It's not like Felix's competition. She just wishes yeah. she was closer Definitely to Bartleby. Yeah. You, can, you can still worm your way in. I'll leave an opening any chance I get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Along the right-hand side, uh, basically Bartleby sits at the head of the table with Felix to his left. Um, then going down that side of the table is Oliver, then Verity, then Cornelius, then Gwen. Then uh, Baronet Fabin, um, Lady Marthane, Lady Sidis, uh, down, way down towards the end is uh, is uh, Sir Gersane and uh, Sir Gotius. Mm. And then on the opposite side, uh, technically speaking, immediately across from Felix should be Earl Mercondus who makes his way forward. Uh, however, when he notes Baron O'Kara sitting there, he actually gets permission from the Lord and then exchanges seats with uh, Lady O'Kara. Oh, the Baron's well, daughter, so that she yeah. can sit next to him. Before oh, he settles so nice. down, so it's I basically... Gonna, I don't know if that's because he's being nice or because he doesn't want to sit next to O'Kara. Yeah, maybe. Let's oh. hope it's because he's being nice. Um, so on the opposite side is Celia uh, O'Kara, Earl Mercondus, across from Oliver, across from Verity is uh, Baroness Voynum. Across from Cornelius is uh, Lady Crab, and Crime. across from Gwen is uh, Subsinia Crab, and then it's uh, Lady Peril, Lord Titus, Dame Hellebore, uh, Cyrus Cocklebur, Esquire, and Tribune Honora Sycom down at the like way down at the end. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good for the Tribune to be able to be at the you know the top kind of the half. middle point of the table. Yeah, yeah but, middle you know, point of the table. Here. I don't think she wants to be though. Oh, she probably doesn't <laughs> want to be. But I suppose all of you again, you make your way, you sit down. The table is already resplendent in uh, the finery, the silverware. Again, each one of you live in the lap of luxury, but not this luxury. This is almost an argument could be made considering that the Summer Palace is designed to really entertain mm. is the idea behind it. It is almost more opulent in its china, in its silverware, in its various uh, finer things than even the royal palace itself. And so mm. you're looking at plates that have been probably in the Stavian family line for 150, 200 years. Don't Dang. drop them. Um, being <laughs> brought yeah, out. Please do not drop them. <laughs> literally gold and silver and platinum encased silverware. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good gracious. Oh God! That is Wowzers. excessive. Oh yes. I mean, this is th Gold this is the stewards cutlery, of though. the it's royal soft. family's mm. summer home. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gold ones are really like your, it's your dainty little forks and spoons and all the rest of that for the retrieving. Solid fork. Yeah, and your little sauce spoons and okay, um, your like, pastry of forks. Soft. The gold would yeah. likely be plated, um, yeah. as with the platinum. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we could buy some really kick gear if we sold one of these dinner sets. This is, is one what of I'm those hearing. moments where if you were playing non-nobles in this adventure path and you <laughs> you sat here, there's the, the party rogue is like yeah. into the bag. Like one fork. <laughs> but you settle in and get ready for your meal. As again, uh, small talk kind of begins. Again, the feast begins here with uh, appetizers. The appetizers are paraded out by the uh, the staff. All of them um, dressed. Again, the your guides thus far have been dressed as birds. Um, the staff here today are actually dressed as sheep, um, who make their way okay, out. What? Uh, do a little bow thing. Again, it's a whole extravagant affair. 
what? But why sheep? See, I mean, there's probably sheep in the region. But well, like, like, it's also they're dressed in the um, the serving staff white, so it's the white jacket, the white pants. It's not like they're wearing like a sheep like onesie or something like that. Okay, because like, that was what went through my head, and I was like, that's ridiculous. No. Who would do this? No, it's, it's not like a little sleeping outfit or something that you buy oh, for a kid. They have little bell, bows on their neckties. Yeah, they're not they're bows. Bows, and then they're wearing like sheep masks and uh, come parading out there with white gloves, of course. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the idea. It's like, how would you even keep a straight face the moment those people would come out? I couldn't. <laughs> See, I'm just, I, I think I've, one, well, I've mm, read too yeah. much Sarah J. Mass, but uh, I'm just thinking of Court of Thorns and Roses where everybody is dressed as animals and then they all get cursed and uh, oh. this is not going to go well. We call those animals. Mm. Well, no, they just get cursed that they wear the masks and can't take them off. Uh, oh. I will allow anyone that wishes to to go and make me a sense motive. Oh, we love it. I like a sense motive. So, um, Oliver, you settle in. Again, they're bringing out all these uh, hors d'oeuvres and all of the, mm. uh, basically, the appetizers and such. And Oliver, I imagine, is famished uh, from mm. his recent uh, battle out there. You worked up a real appetite getting just kicked by O'Care. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> really is set immediately across from Lady Crab. Is, uh, is already trying to be, like, engaged in something. Clearly meant to be. <sighs> so the gentleman, completely oblivious. The ladies, however, <laughs> with, uh, with your keen sense motive checks. You know, again, as the, as the serving staff comes out, again, they are wearing this all-white ensemble. They are wearing these uh, almost comedically, like, oversized, you know, they're they're not like the masquerade masks that only cover part of the face. This is like a full helmet that they put on that has this sheet So they're head. splicers. Good to know. Like splicers. <laughs> splicers, splicers usually wore the masquerade masks. There he's also like, I'm sorry, you are having constant assassination attempts and you are dressing all your staff in masks? Yeah, you're putting masks on everyone? <laughs> Agent 47 wouldn't even dumb. have to try is, right you now. <laughs> you deserved it. Agent 47 would have already succeeded. Each one also of them even has like a little like puff on the back for the lamb tail. Oh my no. god. Oh my god. The whole thing. Wow. Wowzers. The three of you, Verity, Felix, Gwen, you can tell that a majority of the people here find this quite amusing. Whether or not that is they find it quite amusing because they're jaded nobles um, or they find it quite amusing because like in Baron O'Kara's case, he doesn't seem to find it amusing. His daughter does, but you don't know if that's because she's 14 and it's a bunch yeah. of people dressed up. Very much feel like it's because she's 14. Mm. However, again, Verity and Felix and Gwen can each tell one, O'Kara is not amused mm. and settles down. Bartleby just kind of gives him a smile and nod and there's just this curt inclination of his head. Mm. And this look around like, what is this? Yeah. Okay, we like him. Baroness Boynum seems furious. Okay. Mm. Good. She watches as they pass, makes a point, especially when um, Lady Crab forgets to thank the serving staff as they put down things, to thank them loudly enough that there's kind of a chorus further down the line of people that <laughs> make certain to follow the Baron this as example of He's literally her. got his servants dressed like sheep. Let's yeah. let's think about that for a minute. I yeah. mean, yes. yeah. But yes, you can tell that uh, Baroness Voynum is not amused. Mm. Very good, very good. Uh, the feast begins with these appetizers, starting with uh, pickled oysters, which are on yeah. offer, Gross. as well as a thick soup with mutton, barley, and vegetables. Just kind of a little light, light little fare to start with. Oh, mutton, uh, that's for those hilarious. Of you with a sweet oh, tooth, there are ornate confections made of almond and sugar in the shape of the Al Heraldry of House Lothied. Uh, oh. Served alongside fig tarts with spiced black peak L imported from Dalston uh, in the Karis Prefecture. Very good. Gwen's all about this. So if you're like, hmm, sweets, 
There's something about serving mutton and dressing your staff as sheep that's really yeah. unnerving. Yeah, it is messed that up. That seems to be the joke. <laughs> I this is not a joke I am okay with. Yeah. We don't like it. We're, we're the other barons. Yeah, we're probably trying not to make faces, but we're definitely making faces. Oh, we're 100% making faces. No, we're certainly not making faces. That's rude. What are you doing? Yeah, that actually does begin the uh, the first round of the Feast of the Victor. So um, you can, of course, attempt your usual uh, influences and all the rest of that. Uh, if pertinent, two of you do have someone trying to speak to you. If you wish to avoid speaking to them, you may. Uh, in this case, uh, Oliver uh, Titus Lothied Cassava uh, uh -huh. is attempting to speak with you. In the case of Gwen, Earl Mercondus tries to strike up a conversation. Oh, hmm. the Earl is the one that I knew from the kith a little You're bit, You're aware right? that he went to the kith at the same time that you did. You didn't know him. And we saw each other him. in passing. You were basically a, a senior and he was a freshman kind of equivalent. It was, we didn't have any classes together. Really, the only thing that you kind of knew about him is uh, uh, what you'd received earlier, yeah, basically. Yeah, that, that he's he was, really uh, good friends with... Uh, the High Strategos Pytheris. Right. I guess I'll chit-chat with him for a minute if he's trying to talk to me because I don't want to be rude. I mean, he's the highest ranked person here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Again, that's why he would probably have been. That's why he was given the position at the head on the opposite yeah. side, um, until he gave up his seat for uh, Okara's daughter. Yeah, Which I, I think guess. is. I I hope that's a good side. The outcome was good, regardless of whether he did it with the best of intentions. Okay. Um, and Oliver, do you want to uh, to speak with Titus, or do you want to uh, avoid that and try to talk with someone else? Let's see what he has to say. Maybe he's not a complete. Okay. Maybe he's just friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right. And so uh, I guess that takes care of the two of you. So what about uh, Verity, Cornelius, and Felix? Well, I already have a, uh, a bonus to uh, Lady Crab, so I will talk to Lady Crab. Keep chatting Because apparently the, the, the seating gods demand that I talk to her. You are going to end up with a wife. What do we not have on her? We have her biases, her weaknesses, but there's a big gap in there. You don't know what her what her strength is. What's the thing that she's resistant to talking about? Maybe you should try to suss that out. I think Verity tries to talk to somebody else, but then can't stop hearing Cornelius <laughs> talk to hear, Crab. You can't hear Cornelius actually having game and being like, what the... And decides to talk to Crab, too. Okay. Felix? Um, well, I guess I'm, I think I was sitting next to Bartleby. I don't think I'm close enough to speak to anyone else. Voinum is across from you. Is she? Technically speaking, you can kind of just sort of like chat up and down the table and things like that mm, relatively okay. easily because the acoustics in here are phenomenal. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to talk to Voinum then. And no one's really shouting. Everyone's just having this polite conversation. This is also over the course of an hour, so it's more like you get like five or six minutes with them where you're just like chatting back and forth or you have a good mm. rapport for a couple of minutes. Uh, mostly you're just stuffing your face with uh, delectable treats. Yeah, Gwen's going for the sweet stuff. She's like, yes. Uh, yeah, you have this to is why all of, the, all of the courses are small is so you don't get full before the main meal. Yes. Verity, I suppose you, uh, what exactly are you hoping to do as far as uh, Lady Crab is concerned? Are you trying to basically attempt a research check, a discovery check on her to try to figure out the thing that you're missing as far as her strength is concerned? Or are you attempting um, to influence her directly? I think I'm just trying to influence her. Okay. I suppose, uh, Verity, again, you kind of spark up a conversation. You haven't actually had a chance to speak with, uh, with Lady Crab yet. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't think we've had a chance to speak, blah, blah. She smiles across the way, this broad smile. She is uh, completely foregone the pickled oysters and the thick soup of mutton and all the rest of that stuff. There's just this stack of uh, these ornate confections on her plate <laughs> um, as she as she eagerly devours them, obviously with a sweet tooth herself, mm -hmm. biting heads off of little owls because <laughs> they are tiny little owls. 
I, I mean, mean they are, yes. She smiles as, uh, as you start to spark up a conversation, pours herself a little bit more of the, the spiced L. It's actually quite good. You must be Lady Corsina. That's accurate. All of your friends speak so very highly of you. And I understand you did uh, exceptionally well in the uh, the whole list thing. I don't really do, uh, do the jousting, but... Ah, well, I did well enough. And I hear you're quite the master of Truco. <laughs> oh, has someone been talking behind my back? She glances <laughs> off in the direction of uh, Cornelius. Uh, Felix and Cornelius, yeah. <laughs> Cornelius, in the, in the meantime, is kind of engaged in a conversation a little bit further down, so the two of you have a moment. I will say that Cornelius put up quite the show himself. Hmm. Well, that's a shame to have missed it then. He's quite handy when he needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to do an influence check on me right now. Gwen's sense of shenanigans, like Bard T shenanigans sense triggers, and she immediately whips over to look at Lady Crab, like, what did you just say about Cornelius? Gossip about him? Yes, I suppose that's true. What influence skill are you attempting to use? Uh, I'd like to use Bluff. It's the best one I have. So with Bluff, you're really just engaging in witty banter with her. Um, So you're bantering back and forth. Is there a specific direction that you're planning on taking, or...? I'm trying to, like, convince her to leave Cornelius alone without berating Cornelius. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's a little bit longer of a task or a bit more involved oh, of sure. a task to try to dissuade her away. Um, however, you can use your bluff check to suddenly, subtly play down Cornelius. Like, <laughs> like oh, yes, but you know how the marrow sets are, you know. Yes, it's one of those. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the one shade you can throw on Cornelius is his family. You know he carries around a bag of bat guano, right, for all of his magic. <laughs> In the hot summer heat, it's something. dry. It stinks terribly. Jeez. His hands are always stained with ink. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you can actually go ahead and, uh, again, you carry on a, a nice conversation with her. Go ahead and make me a bluff check. DC 14 is what we're looking at. I roll a 7 Ooh. for a 14. Nice. <laughs> success. Nice. Just got it. Very nice. <laughs> this just reinforces Cornelius' belief that, that Verity wants nothing to do with him. Well, you know, it's fine. I may not want you, but no one else can have you either. <laughs> Whoa. That's kind of messed up. I think you need to get into some therapy. Very definitely needs therapy, but, you know. Gwen is trying to talk these two idiots out of whatever's happening, but they won't listen to her. <laughs> you know? Very, you carry on for, for some time kind of bantering back and forth with, uh, with Lady Crab getting a pretty good feel for who she is. She asks a lot of questions pertaining towards like your travels and all the rest of that stuff. You get the impression that um, you think she probably married relatively young, Mm. Um, especially considering that she herself looks to only be in her thirties and has a 20 year old daughter. Oh, Mm. right. Um, So you're going to guess that she was probably, you know, maybe 17, 18 when her daughter was born. Mm. And as such, she seems to have dedicated her life to raising said child. You get the impression that she has literally never stepped. She has gone mm. some distance, but never. she's never left Taldor. Mm. And so you get a lot of like good banter engagement back and forth. She pauses as you're having this conversation. Um, again, as they're bringing out the next, uh, next line, the next set of trays and all the rest of that stuff for things. You know, I've already spoken to your friends and I've invited them over, but I would like to formally invite you as well. Well, I would like to informally invite you to come to my estate for tea sometime. Um, I imagine we could have quite the day of it. I do have a beautiful estate and uh, nothing compared to this. She gestures around the ridiculously opulent ballroom. Yes, that sounds delightful. And I understand that um, your family family has uh, land in the Blackwood Swamp, yes? Ah, yes, outside of Casimir. Our territory is a little bit uh, 
shall we say, on the marshier side, but it grows phenomenal cranberries. Um, mm. We have quite the uh, the wine that I would love for you to have a chance to uh, to enjoy. Of course, that sounds delightful. A woman of your your breadth, your experience, I imagine it would be uh, something you'd be quite interested in. You know, regardless of how much you've traveled, there's something special about being back in your home territory. Well, there is no place like home, as they say. <laughs> so Verity herself has also now been invited I got to an go invite. out. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you are all aware that that is the, as she was even stating there, while all of you have a quote unquote invitation, she'll probably be mailing an actual invitation. Mm-hmm. Of course. To oh, yeah. have all of you attend, because that would be proper. You have to, yeah, you have to do things properly. Yes, civilized. Uh, you do succeed, by the way. Um, hey. Not only do you succeed, but that is actually the party's fifth success with Crab, uh, bumping her up to friendly. So she now nice. friendly with the entire right. party. Um, as you've started to sway her to your side. All right, Cornelius, get her to get her. I to suppose help this pull. is the point that Cornelius kind of like jumps into the conversation as well. What direction are you going? Uh, you know, I'll take the uh, I'll take a, a stab at her weaknesses and uh, flirt with her. <laughs> All right, Cornelius. So, <laughs> Verity like looks at you, literally sitting sixteen inches away from Verity. Yeah, who has lots of Cornelius, knives. Cornelius gives her a look that tries to convey, "I like let me work," but also looks like <laughs> I'm a little scared of you. And how work. dare you put me down when I'm right next to you? In Cornelius's wow. defense, no, Cornelius, Cornelius has been sitting here with one ear, listening to you badmouth them for about thirty <laughs> minutes straight, where he's just like, "Actually." Um, I don't use bat guano. That is an optional material component. I prefer sulfur. Sulfur is a slightly different. Um, it does it's have still a certain stinky, smell, but, but in only... a different way. Yes. Take a shoe materials, and you're like, I use nothing. Honestly, I'd rather smell sulfur than poo. So uh, yeah, I, same. But can it, I don't know if you have a skew material or not. I do not have a skew materials. Yeah. So it's like I've, I've been working on getting rid of my materials entirely. It's not the focus of my research. Cornelius is being tired of being slandered um, as he jumps back in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to roll back in here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I suppose you're going to kick in some flirting to get the uh, that plus two bonus there. Yep, and then with my <laughs> plus two bonus that I already have, plus the plus ten knowledge local, that is a 14 already before I roll. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so see if you roll a one. <laughs> here we go. I don't nice. roll a one. That is a 10 for a 20. Uh, that, in fact, exceeds the DC by five, which is the benefit, nice. of course, of stacking those bonuses. Great yep. yeah. two successes. I was going to say, if you make a really high roll, we might you can bump her even further. Yeah, oh, I might yeah. even bump her all the way to helpful, yeah. yeah. Um, again, you're using knowledge local, so you're actually, you kind of jump in there. You defend yourself a little bit. Um, maybe get a little catty yourself. Maybe she's kind of yeah. rubbing off on the two of you because it's like... <laughs> she's pitting <laughs> us against each other without meaning to. I'm well, not even catty. that. The knowledge local is, is gossip, so you're kind of getting oh, into yeah. this whole like gossipy mood of like, you know, oh yeah, I've heard all of the rest of this stuff, you know, trying to like keep your I voice down. I know Jordan himself forward. likes a good bout of gossip. I do love a good gossip. <laughs> a little hot goss, as it were. Spill the tea. Spill yeah, that, that tea. That actually gives you two successes <laughs> towards uh, Lady Crap. So, uh, Boom. Very well done as you're continuing to uh, to banter with her, to chat her up, taking us away from there. And, uh, you know, Gwen, you sit just down the way from uh, Earl I'm next to I'm next to Cornelius, which makes this very easy for me to have been paying attention to what's going on with Lady Crab. That's true. <laughs> <You know>? Yep. <laughs> Again, Earl Morcondus is where he's standing is a man about average height. Man in his early 30s with this dark hair wearing a short beard that is neatly trimmed and well-oiled. Again, he's somewhat notable for its uh, beautifully bejeweled walking stick, of which he seems to uh, need, considering he walks with a pronounced limp. Has a uh, an obvious eye for fashion, considering that as he's shown up here, he's already changed into a different outfit than uh, his receiving outfit from earlier. Oh, well, I think we all did. Yes. 
but seems to be wearing a fine doublet of this uh, this beautiful, like, silken gray trimmed with white, dark pants, this dark shirt that kind of flares out at the sleeves, as well as this, uh, this cloak trimmed with fur, which seems to be a reoccurring thing. You're not really positive he's just naturally cold. Mm. He seems to wear a lot of fur. But the man gives you a smile from across the way. My apologies. You are Viscountess Kessner, are you not? Yes, and you are Earl Mercondus. That is right. Um, I simply wanted to have the opportunity to um, introduce myself. You may not remember. Uh, we actually attended the Kith together. Some. Oh, I, I remember. <laughs> I recognized you earlier this evening. He places a hand to his chest and bows his head. You flatter me. It's been some time, so uh, I figured... Uh, Let's not talk about how long. Gwen grins <laughs> and takes a sip of her wine. Like, Don't remind me, it's been like 20 years. That's fair, that's fair. Oh, what brings you all the way here? I know that the uh, the Kastner lands are quite close to a par, are they not? They are, um, but I am ex- very good friends with Countess Zespire, and ah. a group of us have decided to help her adjust to her new lands in the former Betany estate. And uh, we are I also see. childhood friends with Bartleby. It's been longer than the Kith since I've seen him. And so it's a pleasant surprise to be able to attend the Jubilee. <laughs> That's exceptional reason. You have a number of, uh, of quite powerful friends. Yeah, I do. smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just now had the pleasure of meeting Count Lothied. He seems to be an exceptional gentleman. I was simply passing through, um, and he offered for me to attend the Jubilee, and after seeing the beauty of uh, Lothadar, how could I refuse? Well, you're still quite a distance away from home. (laughs) That is true, and with quite a distance yet to go. If I may ask, what brought you this far north? Oh, mostly negotiations and trade and such as it were. My lands are beautiful, but poor. I've done a great deal of what I could to improve the life of my people there, but um, it's difficult. I understand. Mm. Uh, one would imagine you would. I understand that the Kastners have uh, struggled for many a year. It's unfairly, I might add, considering the situation that uh, your family has been placed in. I can only imagine how difficult it is for a house divided, as it were, such as yours is. But perhaps with the auspices of new leadership on the horizon, we may see Chiliax brought into the fold once again, and perhaps your family, let's simply say the blacker sheeps amongst them, uh, brought to some justice. I have little hope for my devil-worshipping cousins. Oh, no, I I meant nothing. I have no Serenite praying for redemption for um, these wayward souls. Simply saying that perhaps the auspices of your family should shine brighter. Considering your family's uh, contributions to the musical arts, let alone the nation as a whole. Can I make Weird. a sense motive? I think he's trying to turn you to his side. Uh, yeah, you can make a sense motive if you so wish. So, your honest interpretation of what he's doing. You think he's literally just trying to say, I think what happened to the Kastner family is unfair. And it's really good that we're about to have a new leader that wants to go to war with Chiliax, bring your family to justice, and redeem the Kastner family name. Right. Because Pytherius. Because, yeah, Mm. because, of course, Pytherius wants to do that. Well, I suppose we shall see who our next grand prince or princess, I accentuate, (laughs) princess. Emphasis on princess. Mm. Will 
be and how they approach negotiations with other nations. Ah, uh, yes. Eutropia. Quinn's <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Cornelius resisting the urge oh to God. put a hand, on, a calming hand on your shoulder like... <laughs> Tone it down, tone it down. Let's not rage song at the party. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I do think that there are a great deal of merit to uh, having the princess take the throne. She has long espoused a an expansion of Taldor's relations outside of uh, her own borders, which would lead to a greater degree of trade, which would, of course, make us all quite a bit more wealthy. However, um, I'm just not positive if she has the backing. It is always the curious thing of, uh, I'll take for instance, earlier today, um, there was a somewhat of a gentleman's wager, as it were, uh, <laughs> between myself and Count Lothied. Count Lothied, of course, went for the obvious option, backing and uh, betting, as it were, on the known quantity of our dear Baron O'Kara. And I went for the dark horse. Unfortunately, I seem to have lost. No disrespect to uh, Lord Darahan, but sometimes a known quantity with, uh, shall we simply say, a certain military strength backing them is a safer bet. Like, mm. Okara's, like, jousts all the time. Like, this is something he does all the time. We were last minute invited to this thing. I was yeah. like, if we'd been able well, to train that's literally, up. Like, that's literally his that's argument of his argument Hytherius is, is a soldier and has been training for this, you know, for years. So, in so his despite mind, the fact that Eutropia has been, you know, raised on how to be a princess. Yeah, really I was gonna know. say, it's not like she wasn't trained for this. Yeah, she's so not an, a, a super unknown quantity like they always make it out to be. Well, yeah, the, the main point though is that she doesn't have an army. She doesn't have like- She's the underdog. Resources. Yeah, she is the underdog just by yeah. military, uh, in pure military might. I'm no. just upset that he thinks that Pytherius and Okira at all are the same. Uh, I, I don't think he thinks that necessarily. I think that's just illustrating. I think it, the point. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that was just the comparison that was. I'm for Okira. Let's put Okira on the throne. Front of mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose everyone is entitled to their opinions, and <laughs> what you think is a known quantity and an unknown quantity, but. Sometimes brute force is not the best way to get what you want. <laughs> I, of course, agree. Uh, look at me. I'm not going to win in a sword fight or anything like that. I don't believe in the use of brute force when it can be avoided. However, I do believe in uh, opportunity. While there will be opportunity regardless of what direction this uh, war for the crown should go, I think that there are a greater number of opportunities, at the very least, for the poor prefixtures such as Moda, so often forgotten in the South, under Pytherius' auspices. But I'm not here to try to convince or sway anyone. I apologize that the conversation has gone down this route. I simply wanted to say that uh, it was a pleasure seeing you again, and I was uh, hoping perhaps you might be uh, willing to, at some point, if you find yourself in the Moda Prefecture, uh, stop by. I attended one of your performances once, so very many years ago, in Opara. And um, it was beautiful. And wow. if I should have a, uh, a gathering or something and you would be so inclined, I would love to have you down, not, of course, as a performer, but as a guest. But if you would so grace the halls with your voice, it would be a treat. I think well, he likes you. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It has been some time since I've performed for a large crowd with my own lands and 
other things to attend to. Of course, of course. Well, if you're going to be staying here for some time, perhaps I will see you. I am heading up to uh, Yanmas, although likely I will be stuck there through the winter, considering, uh, well, I'm going to hope to get through the Karis Prefecture before it finishes tearing itself apart. Hmm. Well, good luck with that. Gwen just kind of smirks because, holy crap, that place is a mess yeah, right now. Yeah, that place now. is a garbage <laughs> fire. <laughs> well, I cannot uh, fight myself. Um, being an Earl does have certain advantages. He's going and uh, doing what we're doing over there. Mostly in, uh, well, <laughs> he just shrugs in hiring people to fight for you. So, again, I wish you nothing but the best. And you as well. Thank you. Of course. Uh, and if you see your brother sometime soon, I've had the pleasure of meeting him on occasion before. And I was quite pleased to hear that he had uh, avoided any, shall we say, fatal unpleasantness with the gala. I am very thankful for that as well. Of I also want to be like, don't you know he's supporting Utropia? But I don't say anything. Well, to be fair, your brother's support of Utropia isn't quite as full-hearted as yours is because your brother also wants to go to war with Chile. <laughs> that line yeah, would work on him. Just Chiliax, not everywhere else. Just Chiliax, else. yeah. yeah. It, it's really the, because they're evil, not because those are my lands and I want them back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Remillard will lead our house in the direction it needs to go. I have no doubts. <laughs> anyway, um, Gwen will go back to nibbling on the sweets. But you finish your conversation. Um, off towards the side, Oliver, you've been kind of, it's been that thing where you're sort of eating. Um, you and Okara have a brief, like, fairly good conversation and yeah. mostly you're just kind of bouncing questions as uh, as you're sitting very close to uh to silly as she's just like it's like wow that fight was really awesome and you know i never see anyone actually stand up to my dad usually he just shatters his lance <laughs> in the first pass so the fact that you managed to like the fact get that you didn't get blasted off your horse three times <laughs> was impressive i saw you're knocked uh, unconscious how many true. times have you been unconscious uh, lately, a few. <laughs> it's like more, more than I'd like to admit. It's really not good for you to go unconscious. I was say, I might have a concussion. I'm, I'm starting to get headaches. I probably shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> if it wasn't for that magical healing, I would be very insensate right now. But Lord Titus gives a smile. Again, he's never stopped smiling from across the table, chatting up with people. As he kind of hears this conversation turn in the direction of the jousts and all the rest of that, he, uh, he smiles, nods. It was quite the performance from you today, Lord Darhan. I tried my best, of course, and uh, you as well. You did rather well out there. I agree, but it's not my <laughs> usual oh, field of battle, as it were. I understand, of course. Again, I apologize. I haven't introduced myself. Uh, I am Lord Titus Lathib Kassava. Mm. Count Oliver Darhan. Darhan, Darhan. Lords of White March. Oh my Correct. god. We are the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, isn't the Darhan's a grand house? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lords of White March. Mm. This guy's an... <laughs> I don't, I, was he actually like pretending like he didn't know or was he was like nodding along like, yes. Lords he almost seemed to have just been stating a fact as far as mm. like Lords of White March. Yeah, I think he just says things to sound smart. Yes, well done. We are indeed. Yes, you're quite a ways away from home. Well, uh, Avalanche will travel as it were. Ah, I see. <laughs> I'm surprised that, uh, that you get as much jousting down there as, uh, as one would expect. I understand it's mostly just rock. Uh, yes, it's a great deal more mountain climbing than it is jousting, yes. Although I hear perhaps if uh, I were to catch one, we could have a joust with some pegasi at one point or another. <laughs> oh, that would be quite intriguing. I thought you were going to say I hear that the uh, in the Five Kings Mountains the dwarves ride mountain goats. Perhaps um, it would be a little bit more your speed. 
What a weird joust. That sounds awesome. I see. Well, I can't say I've ever been south of the River Porthmos. Mm. Fair enough. There is uh, quite a lot to recommend it if you care for snow and rock. I don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't figure you would. As he laughs, the other two, um, Kokobur and uh, uh, Helbor, both kind of laugh along in a little ah, bit of a sycophantic sort of way. Oh, good lord. Yeah, he has God. lackeys. That's good. I was going to say, just great. Just great. I tend to prefer the salons of Opara. Mm. This is, shall we say, a little uh, a little winter retreat um, out to this place. Indeed. And what brings you out here? Oh, I have a, a family connection, obviously, Lathid. But uh, <laughs> mostly, my, let us simply say my family got a little scared after the whole Exaltation Day massacre thing. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. my uh, my uncle was killed in the whole exchange. Um, I was separated from that. Well, the fight broke out. There was an entire thing. Um, I was in the gallery um, overlooking the Senate floor. If I had been down on the Senate floor, perhaps things could have gone a little differently. But oh, I did manage to, my uh, God. to help to the best of my ability. This guy. Dude. I, please inform him. Inform him. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, we were on the Senate floor. You <laughs> Let's find a black sucks. one. No wonder Bartleby was like, this guy, like, Bartleby gave us that vibe of like, this guy sucks, because he does. Hmm. Well, Bartleby is no angel himself. No, True. but he's no. But when the guy, guy right who's no angel thinks you suck, you need yeah. to evaluate yeah, exactly. Your life. It's like, oh, I'm not defending this guy. It doesn't affect me. Who cares? It was a terrible day. I do remember being there. Ah, that's where I recognize you. Oh my no, God. no, this guy. All of you. He kind of glances like across towards uh, everyone else. Again, everyone else is kind of engaged there. There's that moment where, you know, I imagine the rest of the party kind of glance in that direction. But My God, like, is he going to remember that we saved, uh, we tried to save Utropia? <laughs> yeah. I do remember you all being there. Mm. Running around quite a bit, as it were, if I recall correctly. I don't imagine you get to a par all that too often. No, I can't say that I do. Interesting. Well then, I'm afraid uh, once I get the chance, I'm not going to stay here for too long. I'll winter here, but after that, I'll be headed elsewhere. My family thought that I could use a break from Opara, and as comfortable as it is here, it's not exactly my speed. Right now, I'm still trying to flip a coin between returning back to Opara or continuing north. And what's it to north for you? Keep going north, as yeah. north no, as you can as somebody go. Who's, whose helm is in the north, don't send him that way. No, past Haldor, keep going. <laughs> yeah, just, just, straight, <laughs> straight up until you freeze to death, go. The end of Brevoy, that's fine. <laughs> well, I was simply thinking of traveling uh, as far as perhaps the River Kingdoms, maybe Brevoy itself. I trained for some time under one of the Alduri duelists that was traveling through Opara. I see. Uh, I found their fighting style simplistic, but uh, quite yeah. elegant. As such, I was think- wow, thinking of uh, finishing my experience up north. Maybe travel around for a time. You know, I hear of these occasional, these commoners. They'll go out and they'll do this uh, venturing stick and such. Come back with a lord's ransom, somewhat unfair as it were. Many of them come back with more treasure and gold to their name than some families that are a thousand years old. I figure if some commoner or another can manage it. <laughs> yeah, go adventure. Yes, please yeah. adventure and find so that much. nobody wants to be in your party, you jerk. And then he gets killed in the River Kingdoms. Oh, 
I'd say that your arm is well suited for such a thing if you'd wish to give it a shot. Yes, Oliver, send him away. Banish him to the, you know, nether realm. (laughs) Well, thank you, Lord Darhan. And perhaps we can uh, choose to face one another uh, in a friendly manner without horses interfering with the bout. <laughs> I would love to have a duel. There's actually a dueling ground not too far from here. A little practice. Oh, God. Fight. He wants Dude. to have a duel with me. I, I will duel this kid. Verity perks up. I love duels. Here's what you do. You're like, yes, I'll duel. Shocking grasp. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technically, I've got the full rules for formal duels over I'm here. Sure it's completely different. not allowed. I don't know. I guess it would depend on the, the terms of the duel, really. God, do I want to fight this guy? Verity's like, I want to fight if this If only guy. so you could accidentally kill him and it would be okay. You could volunteer Verity be like, I myself am not a duelist, but I have a friend who is. And then it would be even better that a woman would kick his butt. As he sees you consider this for a moment, he holds up a hand. <laughs> of course, I don't mean right now. Um, I wouldn't You're want like, to interfere with my dear cousin's uh, little soiree. But perhaps when all Dude, of this, this is done. Dude, this guy gives the vibe of that person who nothing is ever good enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, I mean, you're eating at a five-star restaurant, and they're like, it's passable. All right, well, we'll talk about it another time, then. Of course. Um, so. Uh-huh. You have two options here. Uh-huh. Because you kind of played both directions here. <laughs> Oliver didn't really rise to the bait of his jabs. So you can no. choose to just leave it there. Uh-huh. He did make a few, like, kind of comments that could have been interpreted as a, you know, yeah, you know, might be more suited to the strength of your arm sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So you can just choose to leave it as is. Or if you intended those to be a subtle jab, you can attempt a perform comedy or oratory bluff or intimidate. Ah. Up to you. <sighs> Let me put it this way. You'll get something either way. Interesting. I will intend that as subtle jabs. I don't like this guy. Okay. Yeah, uh, there so you go. Again, you may attempt a perform comedy or oratory, a bluff, or an intimidate check. Let's go with intimidate. Intimidation. That is a perfect 20. You don't mess with For a 29 on intimidate. <laughs> so, good news, bad news. Uh huh. Oh, no. We've made an enemy for life. The bad news first. Uh-huh. You, you did Google. rise to the bait. Great. <laughs> which does actually cost you one success from Bartleby Lothied, who's been listening to this conversation. Uh, it's just like, it's not that he's upset that you insulted mm-hmm. him. It's upset that you engaged with him. It's like, don't encourage this behavior. He's just kind of <laughs> sitting there like, He just God. wants attention. Just ignore him. <laughs> don't feed the trolls. <laughs> that being said, Baroness Voynum definitely enjoys seeing this man put in his place. <laughs> worth it. That's worth it. Granting you one success with her, which I believe is your first success with her. (laughs) I love her. Excellent. And if it matters, Gwen and Oliver's social link just went up a level. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to that, Gwen approves. (laughs) Gwen approves. approves. In addition to that, uh, Tribune Psychum um, also snickers from down the table. <laughs> and she appreciates any noble getting put in their place as she sips at her wine and enjoys this little uh, banter back and forth, especially because Titus isn't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at least yes, the entire uh, the entire assembled group here can agree on one thing. Titus sucks. At least you've talked to him now, so you can say that with some certainty. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, now it's not just, uh, you know, word of mouth. Now it's like, oh, no, he he actually actually is. Okay, got it. 
Of course, this may come back to bite me later when he challenges me to a duel, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll be your second. It'll be fine. Let's do it. Again, right. We'll just pull a Casanova where we just like dress Verity up as you. <laughs> He's real dumb. You might not notice. Like, Gwen will uh, yeah. rage song on the sidelines. <laughs> it's fine. Don't mind the singing. It doesn't affect anything. No, it's not magical at all. What are you talking about? I don't know why he's frothing all of a sudden. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I should have eaten that vinegar and baking soda. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just spits out my mouth. A little science joke there. (laughs) Bring us over to Felix, uh, who I believe was, uh, again, after listening to this whole exchange here, probably seeing the little, like, just kind of smirk and nod. Again, this, uh, this towering woman, this grizzled soldier giving, you know, a nod of approval over towards the Darahan as she sips her tea, putting this young upstart that's never actually seen real battle in his place. Uh, well, actually, he survived the Exaltation Day Massacre, but you don't know whether or not he was actually fighting that entire time or if he was just like in the yeah. bathroom. He was something. running. Yeah, he hid mm-hmm. under a table or something. There's no way he actually fought those assassins. Yeah. To be fair, I do think uh, one of you recognized the fact that Titus Lethid was a uh, renowned duelist in Opara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but being me, a think. duelist and being able to fight in an actual battle are two sure. very different things. It's quite different. Felix, you sit across from uh, Lady Voynum, who sips energy. Are you again, I guess, uh, looking at your options here as far as uh, the lady is concerned, you know nothing about this woman. <laughs> it's true. Um, I yep. think Cornelius tried something once and then got scared and left. Yeah. She's a big, scary lady. She is. That is a perfectly is natural reaction. Well, I mean, I'd like to get some... I'd like to get anything out of her. So. I'd like to get some deets. <sighs> so unfortunately, I don't think I've really had a chance to introduce myself properly to you, and I do apologize for that. Uh, but I am uh, Countess Felix Zespire. So, you are Countess Zespire. I had the opportunity to meet with you know, your friend, the Maroset. Cornelius <laughs> looks over, looks at her, immediately averts his gaze. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Cornelius. I had been informed of your purchase of the Betany estate. Oh, it's, uh, it was actually a, a rather recent acquisition as uh, I, I was not aware of my connections to the Betany family until recently when uh, we were doing some research and discovered it. So, Alice Betany was a friend of mine. I've heard nothing but good things about her so far. <laughs> you haven't been speaking to the right people. <laughs> oh. She just doesn't play the game. I like her. Yeah, yeah she's straightforward. A majority of the nobles didn't understand Alice. Might I inquire as to what there was to understand? What type of person was she? A very kind woman, but one that didn't enjoy social circles or niceties or dinners. <laughs> A woman that enjoyed books and quiet evenings by the fireplace. I don't particularly see a problem with that. Then you are unlike a majority of nobles. They see her as different and different. It's to be estranged. They would politely nod and say what a wonderful family the Betanys were, while muttering suspicions of witchcraft and occultism. Mm. Don't get me wrong, she was quite well read. But if she was a witch or occultist, it didn't make her any less of a good woman. Mm. I love that they're like, oh, she's a little strange. She must be a witch. I mean, what? that's... Yeah. That's pretty much uh, history. 
Yeah. Oh, I know. It's just it's very like <laughs> it's very silly in a world where there are actual witches, and yeah. you don't yeah, really yeah, want to real tangle. Thing. Yeah, you don't want to really tangle with well, them if she's yeah. one of those like hag witches kind of a thing, you know. Well, yeah, that's that's why they're saying it's like mm, she might actually be a witch. Uh, like, oh what sort God. of patron is she following? Who knows? She does have that fluffy white cat. I've always been suspicious of that cat. I personally think that uh, differences are what make the world better, and not celebrating those is. I think part of the reason that Taldor has become stagnant in some ways. Hmm, perhaps. I was lucky enough to be able to step away from, and it's not even a full step away, but I was able to step away from my title and actually experience what it was like elsewhere. Again, not to the extent of the common folk, but I think the experience was something that uh, changed my views on the world and for the better. And I like to believe I have a more open view on things. But I'm still learning and I'm constantly learning and like to continue that. Perhaps you do. I have often thought that, what is the phrase? Youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> and there are so many members of society that may be old in years, but not in experience. Mm, very true. <laughs> she says, glancing down the table subtly. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, let me welcome you to Merritt County, to the Voynum Barony, and to your estate. I would love to have a tour of it once you've had time to settle in and put your affairs in order. I have done what I can for Stackies, but unfortunately, tax requirements are what they are, and I cannot change that. Mm. And the land often seems to suffer from a lack of resources which in my personal opinion is a lack of discipline and a guiding hand. Perhaps you may be that. I, I only hope that I can live up to the expectations you've put upon me. And I would be more than happy to have you at the state once affairs are in order. And hopefully that will not take long. I would love to get your opinion and your outlook on what could improve statues. Believe me when I say that I am not quiet with my opinions. <laughs> Good. It's our best quality, honestly. Yeah, so are you wanting to attempt a blind influence check? I think we're going to maybe look at a discovery. Because um, I think what discovery tells us what to uh, influence her with. I mean, you could choose discovery for influence, weakness, strength, or biases. I think we can kind of already tell her biases. Um, I kind of want to know her weakness. Okay. I want to see how we can kind of break through the veneer a little bit. Very well, then let me double check here. I will need a sense motive check. Oh, okay. good. I'm good at that. <laughs> Got the right person there. Hey, uh, that is a 16 for a 27. 27. Nice. So you actually, you engage in a relatively good conversation. Again, uh, I think Cornelius was caught a little off guard. She's uh, quite wary and seems to still be trying to fill things out. She's accepted Cornelius's uh, reasoning for why all of you are here. Uh, but at the same time, you get the impression of like, mm, I don't think she trusts us yet. And by that, mechanically speaking, she is unfriendly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, you do get a fairly good feel for her. the interesting things as you have this conversation. One, you can tell that she is an extraordinarily traditionally minded person. Yeah, you can kind of tell. In a very lawful attitude. However, she does, in addition to having this, this interest in tradition, there is an intellectual level to that as well. Uh, in fact, you can tell that she seems to respect those with a regard for both tradition as well as an interest in the history of the county or the nation of Taldor as a whole. 
Hmm. Um, you think okay. that after being a military soldier for some years, she's become a bit of maybe even a historian, judging by the way that she talks. Um, and as such, you are aware that, uh, yeah, she respects those with uh, regard for tradition or an interest in the history of the uh, the county or the nation as a whole. Again, mechanically speaking, um, exploiting the her weakness does grant you a plus two bonus. All right. And that probably would kind of imply that knowledge history is at least one of the skills that would be used to influence her. Yeah. You could make that assumption. Yeah. I mean, we don't know, but I mean, that's yeah. it would seem to, to align. But she does seem to open up a little bit as you're kind of talking about. Because she probably does start kind of grilling you. You think she has a particular interest in genealogy as well, as she starts kind of talking oh, to God. you about the uh, the history of your family. Oh, so me bringing up, uh, you know, looking into our genealogy was probably a good move. <laughs> yeah, she seems actually quite intrigued by it. But that brings us to the uh, the end of the six o'clock hour, um, the beginning of the seven o'clock hour. As again, you've been mostly, you've gone through your first, you basically started your little appetizer course and all the rest of that stuff. You got your salad, you got your soups. The main dish is uh, brought out with... Uh, Great fanfare. Literally, there's the, uh, you know, the trumpeteers that you've heard up until this point do a quick little trumpeteering thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, they walk out, <laughs> servants carrying between them these large silver covered platters um, as they bring these out one after the next after the next. Uh, before settling these all down, uh, removing the top of them, revealing that the main course, um, first off, it starts with a flock of roasted peacock. People eat peacock? First People off, pe they're birds. They're technically birds. I don't imagine they're especially they're tasty, birds. but I mean. Actually, from what I read, apparently they taste like duck. Hmm. Oh. Something not bad. Okay. Huh. Uh, these are actually redressed with their own tail feathers. Oh, my God. That seems <laughs> Providing kind of this, mean. this beautiful oh display along the center of the table. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For those of you who are not interested in poultry, there's also pike fish served with sauce of vinegar, ginger, and cinnamon. Ooh, that sounds, Ew, nice. that sounds, that sounds weird. disgusting. Sounds interesting. I, I would like it. <laughs> Vinegar and cinnamon. It was those two things together. Were yeah, it's an interesting combination. As well as uh, ferment, which is a dish of wheat boiled in almond milk with saffron served hmm. with venison. That oh, I was going to say vegetarian option, venison. <laughs> <laughs> it's called vermint. Ferment? Uh, fer ferment? Ferment. F-R-U-M-E-N-T. But yeah. And uh, in addition good. to this are numerous sides, mostly uh, steamed greens uh, mm. with butter, as well as uh, mm. leeks and porridge, and a side salad, if you so wish, with a vinegar dressing. Okay. And so suppose all of you either take your fish or take your poultry, um, your choice. Or if you're or wanting something a bit more on the red meat side, you can go, you know, for your venison. I mean, Gwen's doing the venison. Mm. I'm doing a little yeah, bit of a couple of things. I've had venison jerky once. It was pretty good. Yeah. I've never had fresh venison. Yeah, I think uh, Cornelius uh, will probably go for the fish, uh, given that uh, there's probably not as much seafood up in the mountains where he be. Mm -hmm. A pike. Mm. Yep. Yeah, definitely no pike. But yeah, you then uh, you settle in for the second part of your uh, your meal as you begin to dig into mm -hmm. the, the main course during the, the clock distantly strikes the uh, seven o'clock hour as you've entered into the next hour of feasting. Hmm. So are there any special engagement uh, asks for any of us? Uh, no, you're allowed to uh, to make your decision. So what directions do all of you want to go? Verity wants to talk to uh, Okira about his horse. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk to a man about a horse. I want to talk to this man about a horse. <laughs> that horse was beautiful. I need to have a conversation yeah. using my ride check to talk about his horse and riding in general. He's more than happy to talk about Valor. <laughs> oh, that's a great name. That is a good horse name, yeah. Valor. Um, all right, so what about Cornelius? <sighs> Got Lady Crab friendly, but I think I could probably bump her up to helpful if I roll really well. Mm -hmm. Cornelius continues to flirt. <sighs> yeah, Cornelius is going to continue to flirt. 
Oh. Verity's decided to ignore it's you now. It's so hard being so charming. Uh-huh. Oh, God. sweet Jesus. He's an introvert. This it is hurts. a lot of work. It hurts so much to be this charming. <laughs> uh, that's the name I was looking for. I was like, what was that Nick Cage movie? Yep, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yep. <laughs> it's more the fact that I have a bonus that will give me a success basically as long as I don't roll in that one. Yeah. That's fair. I yeah, mean, you good. might as well take advantage of that. Yep. And what about Gwen? Gwen's going to talk to Bartleby, and I'm going to try to suss out this man's weaknesses. Okay. So you're going to chat up Bartleby, try to get a, a feel for this, uh, for how we can better approach this man. Yeah. Mm. All right. So in the meantime, Felix. Uh, well, Gwen stole what I was going to do. I was going to talk to Bartleby. <laughs> I mean, you can talk to Bartleby also. You can also yeah. keep that talking to Boydum. true. We... Considering he got bumped down a little bit from Oliver's thing, yeah, I think I'm going to double up on Bartle. I'm not sorry about yeah. that. That was no, I, I, I'm Nor okay with should that you too. be. Nor should you be. <laughs> Russ, what are we looking at for uh, Count Darahan? I honestly don't know what skills to use, but I still wanted to talk to Baroness Voinum, so we'll yeah. see if I can't do, figure uh, it out. Well, I give you a nudge and I say talk about history. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, can figure out what her uh, what her influence checks are. Uh, I mean, it's a sense motive check. I probably can't. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It is sense motive. Yikes. It's like, uh, let's, let's send in the ladies first to sense some motive, and then we'll try to sweep in with what we can. So best I can do is just try a blind influence check and see if I can figure out something that might help. Well, we know that she's possible. former military, too. So you could yeah. go that route. It's potential that profession soldier could help. I don't know. All right. So I um, suppose to start this off. And again, you've done your introductories, introductions at this point. So I believe Verity's going to talk to O'Kara. Um, yes, about his horse. And about horses in general and riding. You're going to be talking uh, riding or handle animal? It's going to be ride. Again, you can uh, you can chat him up uh, pertaining towards Valor. He's uh, literally actually a stallion. Um, he's not uh, a gelding or anything like oh, that. Wow, oh, wow. That's brave. We'll talk a little bit yeah. about oh, the challenges of riding a stallion. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so I suppose. Gelding, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's going to be a nine for an 18. 18 and 18 will beat the DC 13. In fact, it beats it by five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meaning that you can advance the uh, the Baron. Again, you chat with him for a while. He very much, one, he very much loves his horse. I understand horse and guy. feel this. Me too, Talden. Me too, care about a horse. <laughs> Valor was his steed for years. Uh, Valor's actually creeping up on about 15 now. No oh, problem. Um, so, oh, you know, he's, it's a little bit past where he normally is, except for apparently he like treats this horse so well that. Uh, despite its advancing age, um, he's still quite robust, um, able hmm. to still go into the Aww. joust and such. I need to know all the secrets. So, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is a great Yeah, exactly. It's like, I just it's acquired so this new horse. What do you, what do you brush Wait, it I've with? had Bishop for a minute. Y'all are the ones who bought new horses. Oh, no, that's right. You did have, <laughs> sorry, you did have Bishop at the start of this game. You're yeah. the only one who had a horse at yeah, the start the of this. Yeah, the only one that had a horse. Yeah. Valor is, uh, as a fair number of children, uh, including apparently his daughter's horse, uh, which is a lightning. Huh. Aww. That's cool. Is one of Valor's uh, children. That's pretty oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's cute. Yeah, so that actually grants you two successes hey. for Baron O'Kara. So I think are the t- first two successes you've gained since you've gotten here. I think mm. you chatted with him earlier, and he's already friendly because of your previous uh, interactions with him. Because I think Verity kind of struggled with, like, chatting with him earlier. Yeah. Um... Actually, I see one success. Did Oliver get oh, a success? Oh, now that I know that his horse is his weakness, that's a good check for me. Uh, did he get a success gonna... for uh, for facing off against the The joust? Inching your way up to uh, to getting him from friendly to helpful. So like you begin chatting him up. You begin chatting up uh, Okara, taking us over to Cornelius. I believe is going to continue to uh, chit chat with uh, Lady Crab. 
Yep. Go ahead and uh, continue. Uh, continue the flirt. Continue to flirt because I want that bonus. Verity counter flirts with Okara. I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cornelius is just like, oh, there she goes again. We talked number about four. horse breeding. There's like some innuendo in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I saw know. your horse. He's quite the stud. So is his rider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh delightful. gosh golly alright well, I'm gonna self that plus four bonus that's not bad Ayo, that Ooh, is nice. a 12 for a 26 total a 26 and I believe that you're going for your knowledge local again as you continue that is to knowledge uh, local you continue to both flirt as well as uh, talk behind everyone's back as you continue to <laughs> gossip I was gonna yeah. say it's all gotta be gossip that is actually wow. three successes with Lady My Crab. My God. There we go. Wee. My God. Uh, which actually bumps her all the way to helpful. Wow. wow. Yes. All right. Yay. Oh I can focus on somebody else now. <laughs> so, uh, so oh yeah. She's, uh, we don't want it to drop, so continue flirting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Get back out there, lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> she seems dangerously interested in you, though. <laughs> oh. But yeah, you have a wonderful conversation with her, honestly, just kind of chatting things up. It's that whole, like, no one ever really engages with these conversations with her. So she's so happy to have someone, like, receptive to, like, bounce back and forth and chat Dang about it. things. He's giving, her, he's giving her attention and she's eating it up. Eating it with a spoon. And now she's friendly. Yeah. Uh, now she's no, helpful. She's, helpful. she's helpful. She's beyond that. friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, beyond friendly. Oh, no. Yeah, if you have exited the friend zone. So that takes there us There is from... no such thing as the friend zone. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but it worked for the joke. That takes us from <laughs> there to uh, to Gwen. So Gwen, I believe you are, uh, are you, you're wanting to make a discovery, correct? Yes. And I'm flirting with Bartleby while I try to make this discovery check. Okay. Like she's not being like, it's not like the crab Cornelius situation over here. Um, she, she's being a little bit more subtle about it, but she is turning on that charisma 20 charm. Felix is okay. just trying to be a good wingman. Fair enough. What are you trying to discover? Are you trying His to weaknesses. go for uh, the weaknesses? So you may make either a sense motive or knowledge arcana. Your choice. Gwen rolls a good. 15 for a 31. That, that is really Crush good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So you chat with him for a little while. Just kind of get to know him a bit. You quickly learn that Bartleby has one single towering weakness. Mm-hmm which is nearly an unquenchable thirst for arcane knowledge. Ah, oh, my man. Allow me to rephrase that a little bit. Pretty much an unquenchable thirst for knowledge, um, both arcane as well as just of anything that he considers to be of literary value. Mm -hmm. uh, again, you think that he's probably part of the reason that the library here is so well read. Uh, that being said, uh, basically it means that uh, first off, he can be swayed by intellectual gifts. Um, hmm. Anyone presenting him okay. with a book of value or willing to share spells from a spell book gains a plus oh. one check on all influence checks to influence him uh, to from know. then on. Heyo. All right. Well, hello there, friend. Gwen goes into town and raids the local bookstore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just go to the Betany estate. She starts going through looking, going, does he have this book? I don't know. <laughs> He's like a Disney princess locked in here. Reading books all day. <laughs> But yeah, you chat with him for some time, have a pretty good conversation. Again, you're fairly you're fairly intellectual yourself. Being a scald, it's almost impossible to avoid. Yeah. I have a rank in almost every single knowledge except the two that can influence this man, and I'm very upset about it. Mm. <laughs> you know? I don't know anything about the arcane or the planes. Well, when you level up, maybe, you but, know. Heck, you might be pretty useful with uh, Baroness Voinum, though, if you want to start talking history. Mm. True. 
so in the meantime, Felix, I believe, was also chatting up uh, Bartleby. Were you attempting a discovery check or were you attempting to influence as well? I'm going to attempt to influence because I get a plus two, correct? And if you're wearing your fancy clothes, you also get a plus two. I don't remember who was wearing their fancy stuff or not. Gwen I'm is. I'm, I'm wearing my fancy stuff right now. Hmm? So that means I get a plus four. Stack some bonuses. One is circumstance. The other one is an item bonus. So they mm-hmm. do stack. <sighs> That's a six for a 19. So, yeah, unfortunately, you, you try to chat him up, try to influence him a little bit. But uh, no, um, maybe it's he's not quite as interested. Maybe he's too, you know, eager to continue to thank you for taking a bolt for him. Uh, maybe yeah. he's too busy talking to Gwen about like, it's like, have you read this book? It's like, I, I know you said you're not really interested in the arcane, but I do have a book on basic arcane you know, theory. And Gwen is and- interested in the arcane. I'm planning on putting points in every knowledge. I just hadn't done it yet. Yeah. You have a practical. You know. Well, I mean, because again, he's just sitting there. It's like, it's like, I understand that you have this innate ability with arcane magic, and I respect that. But perhaps you should look a bit more into the uh, the fundamental side of it. Um, I've got a great book if you want to start learning. Again, Gwen <laughs> can do, but doesn't really know exactly how it works without the arcane. It's li- it's, the book is literally mm. called My First Magic Missile. <laughs> Which would be worthless for the bard. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's Gwen just looks at it and throws it out the window. but yes unfortunately that will not succeed uh bringing us over to uh to oliver um Mm -hmm. who i think uh you're just gonna jump in and try a blind influence check was the plan yeah i'm gonna try it we'll see how this goes all right so uh introduce yourself to lady voinium you uh yeah you can try blindly influencing with uh whatever skill you want so my main approach here is that uh, i would like to introduce myself and just um you know I feel it is tradition uh, for those uh, going into new lands to offer their services to their liege lord, which effectively Baroness Voinum is our liege lord. That is true. Um, mm-hmm. I thought you already introduced yourself to her. I not really. No, I gave her a ribbon at the end of the yeah. <laughs> at the end so of the yeah, joust. I don't Certainly. think they actually really said more than like five words to each other. They had yeah. a brief conversation, but it was just like. Doesn't the ribbon give you a bonus talking to her? Yep, it gives me a plus one, I believe. So yeah. Yeah, stacking bonuses all over the place. I'm going to try diplomacy just because I have no idea what skill actually influences her. So I guess we'll see if it works. Um, I feel like it's not going to be the strongest skill, but I don't want to choose something that might offend her uh, as well. (laughs) Or might do nothing. (laughs) Or might do nothing. Um, At the very least, diplomacy has a decent chance. So, Um, And actually, you are currently in the main mill. So go ahead and give yourself another plus two. You have no idea why. Hmm. Curious. Interesting. All right. Curious, sir, and curious, sir. She gets hangry, so whenever she's actually <laughs> eating, she's happier. <laughs> I rolled a three uh, for yeah. a 17 with my assorted bonuses, but... Mm. You have a pleasant conversation, but yeah. it is a lot of that. Like, you introduce yourself. She appreciates the fact that, you know, again, you are going for that tradition, that traditional mm. ang- uh, you know, angle, so uh, she does seem to appreciate that. But unfortunately, you don't think you've made much headway with her. Yeah. All of you enjoy the main mill. As Bartleby clinks his glass, they get ready to start bringing out the, uh, as the servants come out, they collect the uh, the mill as the uh, hour hits, the eight o'clock hour now. Um, time tick ticking by. As they come out, they take away the trays and then they begin to bring out the dessert course. Mm. As Bartleby stands up to his feet. Well, friends, I think we've had quite the phenomenal feast thus far. But, of course, it is time for our dessert. And I encourage all of you to enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the next hour or so of uh, having a moment to 
take a repast and digest a little bit in preparation for what I can assure you will be quite the entertaining spectacle. I'm concerned the entertaining spectacle is going to involve death. Such (laughs) concern. You two servants, fight to the death. (laughs) Oh, no, not for that. I mean, somebody's taking another shot at him. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there was probably more than one plot. Right? His smile settles back in. The door on the far end opens. The servants come in with vast trays of delicious dessert food, bringing those out one after the next. And uh, I suppose you guys got to get ready for uh, one dessert and two, what is only (laughs) described here as entertainment. Oh, dear. Uh, Next time. Anxious. Uh, Such anxiety. Wow. Such entertainment. Uh, Much entertainment. Much wild. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? (laughs) Are you not entertained? (laughs) That's what Titus is going to yell later. Somebody punches him in the face. (laughs) I wish. That would be my my best entertainment we could see is to see Titus get his comeuppance. All of that being said, I do hope that all of our audience is extraordinarily entertained by this uh, this exchange, this fun little chance to uh, to sit around the table. I'm not going to lie. Actually, after reading all this off, I'm like, I'm really freaking hungry. I know, I'm thinking, right? Yeah. It's a real so challenge. It could go yeah. for so many, so many delicious desserts. <laughs> but we do want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank our noble patrons uh, over on our Patreon. You are all phenomenal. You're the reason we can provide this gala's worth of entertainment. Do you know how much peacock costs? Yes, it's ridiculous. Also, they're <laughs> weird gamey birds that I honestly don't think yeah, are very you know large. You fun but weird they're fact about peacocks? Yes. They're, one, they're, but they also apparently eat a lot of things that people would consider like vermin, like snakes and stuff. One of my Ooh. coworkers actually wants mm. to get some peacocks for their yard because huh. they live kind of out in the country. And apparently peacocks will attack and eat snakes. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But again, we do want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank our amazing noble patrons for your continued your continued patronage, your continued support. Um, you are all phenomenal. And we'll, t- of course, take a moment to thank a few of you by name. And I'll go ahead and start that by thanking Joshua Nelson. Thank, thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. And I'm going to thank Paul Haust. Haust. Thanks, Paul. All right. Mm, good, strong appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, appreciate Paul. It, Paul. Thank, thank you, Paul. Paul. And I would like to thank Ace Mail. Oh, thank you, Ismail. Yes, thank, thank you so you. much. I think I said that right. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe Ismail. I don't know. Ismail? <laughs> Asmael? I don't know. Might be, might be more angelic if it's Asmael. Asmael? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They gave me a challenge, right. and for that, I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to thank Tim A. with the best last initial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, Tim. There's the Alan in the room. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Tim. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Uh, uh, and I would like to thank uh, Brian Syker. Well, thank you, All Brian. right. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Mm. Thanks, Brian. It's either Psyker or Seeker, depending on where you're from, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I would like to go on and thank Samuel K. Stewart, whose last name I greatly appreciate. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Samuel. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, Samuel. Also, Samuel Stewart. Nice alliteration. Yeah. 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 Definitely true. a Marvel yeah. superhero. Do love some alliteration. It's definitely a Marvel <laughs> superhero there. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Sam. Samuel. Thank you, Samuel. I'm going to shorten your name. I don't know if you like it. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you all for continued support. Uh, It means the world to us. We also do want to, of course, take an opportunity to thank uh, everyone who's been following us on the uh, the various social medias and all the rest of that. Uh, We've had a lot of people shouting us out recently since there's uh, still more and more people getting into uh, Pathfinder 2E as well as 1E and uh, referring people over to us. And we always appreciate that. 
Um, honestly, you know, referring us is kind of the, uh, I'd say it's kind of the gold standard of, uh, of endorsements of telling other people, yeah, definitely listen to these guys. So again, <laughs> thank you all for your continued support. Uh, and I do want to take an opportunity to, of course, also thank our Find the Path Tier patrons, which includes Andrew Miller and her, Braden Worrell, Colin Bill, Elliot Brown, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., Joshua Saldana, Kevin Etterfay, Lewis Ellis, Siren Roll, and TJ Kahn. Thank you. Thank you Thank all. you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. So tune in next time for even more entertainment. Gracious. <laughs> A double dose of entertainment. Oh yes. A double dose. I will say, you will not see this coming. Oh, oh God. Oh, no, God. not again. <laughs> Yo, dog, we heard I, I you like entertainment, again. so we got some oh, entertainment for God. your entertainment. Mud wrestling. Oh, no. Mud wrestling, yes. Well, she definitely wouldn't be I would not have that. seen that coming. Tune in for the next episode where Gwen is drowning Titus in a pool of, bl- uh, pool of <laughs> blood. Yeah. <laughs> Titus is in the chocolate fountain. Gwen is just <laughs> drowning his face in. Yep. Yeah, for real. Stop smiling. <laughs> 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 and until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, Bye, Bye Pathfinders. Oh, Enemies and chocolate fountains. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he's like hedonism bot and he actually enjoys it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's just slurping. Oh, no. yeah. More chocolate. More. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bad man. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.